0: Ah, yes. Week 2, Power Rankings. Can we go back to Week 1? To <laughs> Rossi-Possi-Packer Nation! Welcome to another episode of Podcast, Guest, the podcast where you don't have to be a Packers fan. But it sure does help. I'm your host, Tom. No, seriously, can we just go back to when there was hope and optimism and not doom and gloom? Grassi? And today we're going to be going through the top 10 power rankings for week two in the NFL. Week one was insane. Started off with a crazy Thursday night game between the Dallas Cowboys and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and concluded with an absolute wild game. Between the Baltimore Ravens and the Vegas Raiders. Before we get to that one, do a big shout out and thank you to some brand new patrons and YouTube members. First, over on the Patreon side of things, we have Austin Post and the Chiefs guy one. A big shout out and thank you to you both. And over on the YouTube membership side of things, we got Jax Jones. A big shout out and thank you to you all. So, a crazy start to the 2021 2022 NFL season. There were road teams pulling up the upset, you had underdogs pulling up the upset. Nobody in the NFC North won. The NFC and AFC West are undefeated. Crazy times going on. We had games going into overtime, and uh, yeah, my predictions were really, really bad this week. But that's for tomorrow's video. So let's get started and start off with number 10, the New Orleans Saints. Ah uh. Yeah, it's going to hurt. They decimated, destroyed, vaporized the Green Bay Packers 38-3. The only solace I could possibly have is that Elton Jenkins played really well. Our new punter looked good. And the Buccaneers lost 38-3 against the Saints last year. That's the only things I could put together. But we're not talking about the Green Bay Packers right now or for this video. We're talking about the New Orleans Saints. The defense was pretty damn suffocating. Blanketing pretty good, except for that last drive before the first half. And on top of that, you had the drive coming out of the second half. But then that resulted in interception, which Aaron Rodgers spoke about on the Pat McAfee show today, saying that it was because of the double nut shot he took, uh, which is why he threw out interception. And I had to be plagued with that information, so now you do too. Rodgers, through two interceptions, had an abysmal passer rating. On top of that, we had no run game whatsoever. Saints run D looking just as good as it has been in previous years. And speaking of run game, oh boy. The New Orleans Saints knew how to run that football. Alvin Kamara over 80 yards. He had Tony Jones with 50 yards. Held Jameis Winston ran for 37 yards on some big conversions. And on top of that, let's look at Jameis Winston. Threw for 148 yards. Only threw the ball 20 times, completing 14 times. Had five touchdowns. This was the definition of efficiency. They made the Packers look like garbage. They made the defense look bad. They made the offense look bad. And this is without Michael Thomas. So all kudos, all props to the Saints. They knocked off the reigning defending MVP of the league in Aaron Rodgers, and they spanked the Green Bay Packers. And so because of that, They deserve a spot in the top 10. Number nine, you got the Cleveland Browns. The Browns still holding on the top 10. Yeah, I know they lost, but boy, oh boy, did they put up a fight. And listen, for the first half, they looked pretty damn good. They They were pretty damn close to pulling off that upset. Baker Mayfield with a costly interception. But before that, Nick Chubb playing fantastic fantastic. Kareem Hunt doing well. That running tandem, just phenomenal. The second half, they only scored seven points, and uh, their defense led up 23. So that's how you lose games, because Patrick Mahomes pulls things out of the air and bombs it to Tyreek Hill, who's like, oh yeah, no, I'm going to go and score a touchdown now. If there's anything to pull from this, though, It's that the Cleveland Browns can go toe-to-toe with one of the league's best. And I would not be surprised if you are going to see this matchup later down the line in the playoffs. But right now, Browns, I know there's no moral victories in the NFL, but you played really damn well. And I look forward to you rising up this list once again. Number eight, sticking with the B teams that lost. You got the Buffalo Bills. Heartbreaking loss, folks. Heartbreaking loss. Similar to the Browns. The Bills were in control of this game. The Pittsburgh offense couldn't do anything for the first half. They did not look good. I mean, technically extended into the third quarter, even though the Steelers started moving the ball a little bit better. But that fourth quarter went wrong and in a hurry. And then on top of that, the fourth down play call to go for it and, and to come up with that play. Not a great call. Josh Allen did not have his best day, definitely missing some throws. They really didn't have a run game established. Is this the end of the world? No. I think that guys like Gabe Davis, definitely a bright spot there. And you're still going up against one of the league's best defenses in the Pittsburgh Steelers. So if I'm a Bills fan, I'm not freaking out completely. Obviously, you know, you want to get this stuff cleaned up, but it's better to lose in week one than to lose in the playoffs. And so I think the Bills will definitely be contending For the playoffs still, I mean, they'll still most likely win their division, though they uh, are in second place due to the only winning team in the AFC East, and that's the Miami Dolphins. So we'll see how the Bills rebound, but for now, this one's going to sting for just a little bit while longer. Number seven, you got the team that beat the Buffalo Bills, and that's the Pittsburgh Steelers. Ugly-ass game. Ugly-ass game. But the defense... They came to play, especially in that second half. And TJ Watt, showing why he gets freaking fracking paid. The offense, six points in the third quarter, 17 points in the fourth. Finally came alive in the fourth. It was a great win. Deontay Johnson with an amazing touchdown grab. And the defense really was the thing that held it all together. Ben Roethlisberger in the second half looked better. The offensive line struggled throughout the game, but again, got a little better as the game went on. And... I don't really know what to make of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Again, they're going up against a good Buffalo defense, but this was ugly. I mean, at the end of the day, you got to win, so that's all that really matters, and if this is the defense that's going to show up for this entire season, teams are going to have a tough time scoring points on them. Number six, you got the Arizona Cardinals. Look at the Cardinals. Destruction. The Cardinals, who I picked to win against the Tennessee Titans, one of the few games that I actually picked correctly, came in and destroyed the Tennessee Titans. Shut out the Titans in the first and fourth quarter, made Julio Jones look irrelevant. Hell, even held Derrick Henry to only 58 yards on 17 carries. Always impressive. Let's talk about the defense first. Chandler Jones, five sacks in the first game. Insanity. J.J. Watt, he was effective. Only had two tackles, one for a loss, but... He allowed Chandler Jones to get free. And this is what I talked about with the Cardinals. Their secondary, lots of question marks there. They had a lot of people leave. But if that front seven, if that pass rush is that good, that really, really makes up for the fact that their secondary is not so great. And here, that's exactly what you saw. They gave the Titans fits all day, and that's not even talking about the freaking offense. Kyler Murray, 289 yards, four touchdowns, did have an interception. But good God, Kyler Murray looked good. Also had a rushing touchdown as well. Yeah, Christian Kirk and DeAndre Hopkins both getting two TDs. And if this is the kind of Cardinals team that's gonna show up week after week, it's gonna be a battle in the NFC West. And we already like predicted that the Cardinals, oh, you know, maybe they'll kind of finish at the bottom of the division. After this week, might have some people rethinking that. Number five, you got the Seattle Seahawks. Speaking of domination... Yeah, they played real well. They ran all over the Colts. Carson, 91 yards. Wilson, only had to throw the ball 23 times. 254 yards, four touchdowns. Tyler Lockett, four receptions for 100 yards and two TDs. And this is all against a good Colts defense. They're good. Carson Wentz, I mean, you know, it didn't do too bad. But this was a game in which the Seattle Seahawks showed up. Really, really showed up. And while the 49ers, I had them on the list last week, and I actually removed them from the list this week because they played really good, but they let that Lions team come back. Here, there was never really a shot for uh, the Indianapolis Colts here. Seattle Seahawks played well against a playoff contending team, and because of that, they are in my top five. Number four, you got my sleeper team, the LA Chargers. The offensive line was amazing for the Chargers. Incredible. Not only did the rookie play well, Corey Lindsley, you're welcome, played well. Brian Bulaga, Iowa, played well. They all played well. Justin Herbert had plenty of time to throw. And listen, Justin Herbert wasn't perfect. He made some mistakes. 31 for 47, 337 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Eckler, running it for 57 yards and a TD. Keenan Allen getting 100 yards, but this is all against a very, very good Washington football team defense. And listen, there's a little bit of a scare at the end. You know, they lost the lead, then they were able to get it back. But if they're able to do this against one of the league's best defenses, that's a real good test for the Chargers and potentially a glimpse into what they're gonna be doing to less fortunate defenses throughout this season. Number three, you got the LA Rams dominant they smoked the Chicago Bears besides giving up a bunch of runs to David Montgomery who had uh, 16 carries 108 yards and one TD that was a little bit of a predicament and I know Andy Dalton's playing but whew, for the most part that defense played real real well had three sacks on the night taking a look at the offense though Matthew Stafford freaking fracking slinging it letting it fly 20 for 26, 321 yards and three touchdowns, had a career-high passer rating. You, you got to love it for Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford, one of the criminally underrated QBs in this league, coming in. I'm, I'm rooting for Matt Stafford, as long as you know he doesn't beat the Packers. I'm rooting for them. And I think that Matthew Stafford basically was like, hey, this is what I can do. We got guys like Robert Woods, Cooper Cup. Let's make it happen. This is one of the most balanced teams in football, and I think they're definitely favored to win the NFC West, and that's saying something. All I know is there's going to be some amazing battles between the NFC West this year, and the Rams are proven real early on that they are going to be a force to be reckoned with. Number two, you got the Kansas City Chiefs. Almost threw him in the number one spot just for that comeback and Patrick Mahomes being Patrick Mahomes. But damn, he's incredible. He just is. And the defense came up clutch at the end, too. They didn't really do so well in the first half. But Mahomes finished 27 for 36, 337 yards, three touchdowns, and ran it in for a TD as well. Hill, Tyreek frickin' Hill, 11 receptions, 197 yards, one touchdown, Kelsey 76 yards, and two touchdowns. There's just so many weapons for the Kansas City Chiefs. They haven't really got the run game going either. Against a very good Browns football team who came to play, faced a bunch of adversity, and Patrick Mahomes does what Patrick Mahomes does. Against a good pass rush, they only let up two sacks, which was a focal point considering they needed to address the offensive line after what happened in the Super Bowl, but yeah, the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, they're still going to be good, and I still think that they are the team to beat in the AFC. Let's see how they fare for the rest of the season. And number one, even though I didn't really want to give it to them, and after Thursday night, I didn't think I was going to, you got the reigning defending Super Bowl champions, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Really close game with the Dallas Cowboys, and kind of an ugly game at some points. Don Brady could have threw a few more interceptions. Dak Prescott could have threw a few more interceptions, but they didn't. And the reason why I'm still going to give this team the number one spot is because despite all those mistakes... Look at the production that they produced. The defense was still pretty effective, even though they let Dak Prescott get over 400 yards. They made plays when they had to. But look at this. They had no real run game to speak of. A.B., five receptions, 121 yards, a touchdown. Chris Godwin, nine receptions, 105 yards, one touchdown. Gronk, 90 yards, two touchdowns. Mike Evans was a blip. He wasn't even there, and that guy's a pro bowler. It's insane to me just how many weapons that they have on that team. And that's for me, is why they're the number one team. That defense can be good, even though I think it's going get, to definitely get better from what you saw in week one. But the offense, just so many ways to just destroy you. And for that, the Buccaneers, in a close week one game, take the number one spot. How long will they be up there? Only time will tell. But let me know what you think down in the comments below. Anybody else you think should be on the list? Should the 49ers be on here? Should the Packers be on here? Yes, they should, but I couldn't in good faith do it. Should the Houston Texans be on here? I was going to make them number one, but I uh, I, I held back because I didn't want to get too controversial. But let me know. You can always find me at tomgrassicomedy.com or at tomgrassicomedy on all social media. You see down below. Check out Packets on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, and of course, YouTube. And a big shout and thank you to all the patrons over at patreon.com slash tomgrassicomedy and the YouTube members. But thank you so much for watching. I'm Tom Grassi. And as always, go back go.